Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I'm Still That Bitch, hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius, otherwise known as PA. I realize that I haven't really been saying my name in some of the other intros, but I'll make it a habit now. I'll try to. I really don't like introducing myself. I like to be a little bit mysterious. So you guys have to figure out who I am. You guys know who I am at this point. I really hope you do. I, I genuinely think you do. Unless you've been hearing my episodes out of order and that's okay. You do you, boo. Whatever floats your boat. Because I'm also like that. I'm not going to go in order. I'm just going to... I'll tune into the episode that I want to and then I'll call it a day. I just wanted to start off with happy Sagittarius season. We moved away from the heavy energy of Scorpio season. Heavy, but transformative and rejuvenating and metamorphic. Because Scorpio is all about transformation. Now we're moving on to some lighter times. And you can see it in the air as we move into December. And we're getting into the holidays. Everybody's a lot happier and they want to share they want to share that joy and the, and the good grace and the happiness that comes with the holidays, or supposedly does. People get all comfy. They bring out all oh, their cozy, cozy sweaters, their cozy teas and hot chocolate, and they just snuggle by the fireplace. But that only really applies if you live in an area or country where it is winter during like the November and December, um, December months. But if not, I guess it doesn't apply to you. But Sagittarius is about expanding, broadening your horizons. So you're allowed to be curious. You're allowed to be joyful. Actually, you're allowed to do those things whenever you want. It doesn't have to just be in a certain time of the year. But you can kind of see that energy playing up in the air. So it's kind of infectious. And you kind of get dragged into it. And listen, I didn't even celebrate Christmas as a child. I did not grow up with Christianity. I grew up with Islam. So I, didn't, I never really got to take part in holiday festivities with my parents. But outside of home, especially in school, I got to experience the magic of Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Okay. It was, it was nice seeing everybody actually be happy and joyous for, for once. So go out there and live your best life or at least go out and explore the thing that you haven't really been able to but have always wanted to and have always been curious about. And you might be surprised. You might be able to find the right individual, the right opportunity, the right place that will let you learn and grow. And if you listen to my last episode with Jupiter, you'll know how important Jupiter is when it comes to learning and growing and expanding your wisdom. But regardless, happy Sagittarius season. And we'll get into today's content, which is the planet Saturn. And I have to say it all dramatically like that because... Saturn seems to get a very negative connotation wherever you go, whether it's a book, well, 
for me, it was a lot of web pages, and they were always telling me how it's a malefic planet. And malefic essentially means bad. Just bad. When in reality, that's not true. There's no such thing as a good or bad planet. And now, as we've moved on to the outer planets, and if you were listening to last week's episode with Jupiter, you'll know that the outer planets are also called the social planets. And if you tuned into last week's episode, you'll know that social planets, they teach us about our role in society. They represent different facets of society, different layers that are present within, well, a society. And how you interact with those different elements is dependent on where these social planets are placed within your chart. And these planets, they don't have that personalized energy that, again, your personal planets like Sun, Moon, Venus, Mercury, and Mars have. Because they affect a generation. The same way that Jupiter does as well. So Saturn takes 29 years to orbit around the sun. And it stops in each sign for around two to three years. So by the time that Saturn comes back into your sign, which is, a, which is essentially your Saturn return, it's around the ages of 29 to 30 for you, for most individuals. And then it comes back again around 58 to 60. And then again, from 88 to 90. So those years. So the themes and the messages of Saturn become really prominent in those years. Especially if you haven't actually been following the lessons that your Saturn placement or sign has been providing you. And again, the best way to look at these big guys, I like to call them big guys because yes, they are physically huge compared to, well the rest of the personal planets are lessons. Lessons that are teaching you more about your purpose in life. And again, that's what makes astrology so magical because it seems like a lot of us are trying to find out what the hell our purpose is, especially in this big wide world where there's billions of us, right? How do you, how do you try and stand out? In a world filled with 8 billion people or more. Right? And it kind of seems pointless and meaningless, really. But your chart shows you that you're not. You do serve a greater purpose. Whether that be simply just by existing. Or by just following what you want in life. And your chart shows you that. To simplify Saturn down to key words, Saturn represents structure, limitation, rigid guidelines, and discipline. So just by those key words alone, Saturn doesn't sound fun. But that's not the point, really. Because Saturn teaches you that you have to put in the hard work and effort and have the dedication, the diligence, and the perseverance to put in all the time and effort to build these beautiful results because you can't pull out, you can't pull things out of your ass. You got to put in the time and effort. You got to put in the work. And 
<laughs> because, well, hard work isn't fun. Because sometimes you just have to do the mundane, nitty-gritty things. And it can be annoying. But when you put in all of that time and effort, especially onto those nitty-gritty, annoying aspects, you can produce amazing results. That's the only way that you can actually achieve success, really, sometimes. Yes, you can have talent, but hard work is what leads the way, right? Now, same as I did with all of the other Planet episodes, I'm going to get into the mythological stories and the origins of Saturn to help us understand. And the story when it comes to Saturn is a little bit confusing. At least I found so. So I'm going to try and explain it to the best of my abilities without confusing you. But I find that this story is such a beautiful depiction of trying to understand Saturn from a very esoteric and spiritual perspective. Because while Saturn, yes, teaches you about pure hard work and dedication, there is this beauty that comes from actually taking that time and putting in that effort. And so with Saturn, the Greek version of Saturn is known as Kronos. So Saturn comes from the Roman counterpart. And the Roman counterpart is a little bit, he's a little bit nicer. But I'm going to start off with the Greek, the Greek story. So Kronos, with a K, because um, CH is a different, is a different dude. So Kronos, he was a titan. And so he actually came from Gaia. Oops, sorry, hit my mic. Gaia is best known as, well, Mother Earth. The ultimate mother goddess that life and the entire world was created out of. And her counterpart that she also created, by the way, Uranus. They created Titans, and one of them was Kronos. But Uranus... It was like, nah, man, these kids are these kids are ugly, and so he ate them. Yeah, he just chomped them all down. Now, Mother Gaia wasn't too happy about that because he straight up ate her kids. So, she gave Kronos the power to essentially kill kill their father, and so he killed his dad, and then he took over as king of gods. And so he ruled over a golden age, and it was a beautiful age. At least that's what the stories say. Now, I don't know how beautiful it is to be known as a ruler who killed his father to get into power. But honestly, that's how we know <laughs> that m most figures in power in the past got into power. Now we have democracy in most places. But and back in the days, people killed each other. But... That's essentially how Kronos came into power. Because he was young, he killed his old dad, and he came into power. And so there's a cycle between old, I'm not old actually, but youth and old age. So eventually, everything must come to an end. As we grow old, we reach a different stage. We approach death 
eventually. And we need to have this cycle, the cycle of life and death, in order to understand that life is finite so that we can put in that time and effort to create whatever it is we want. Because we know our life here in this existence is limited. Because if life was eternal, we would go around doing whatever the hell we want and we wouldn't put in any time or effort again because we could be lazy. And so everything must come to an end. And knowing that, knowing that you have this limitation helps you stay on track, really. Because knowing that you are confined within a certain time period, a certain area, like geographical location or whatever it may be, whatever the limitation is, it allows you to create discipline. It allows you to create a schedule for yourself, structure. Because you know that you have to do whatever the hell you need to do within these constraints. So oddly enough, discipline and limitation can be a great thing because it keeps you on track at the end of the day. And we need to have that. Otherwise, well, society ceases to function, right? And that's why we have all these authoritative figures. And that's what Saturn represents. That's the facet of society that Saturn looks at. Authority. Now, going back to the story, Kronos' time actually came to an end, too. And he knew that. And he also gave birth to some kids. They were known as the Olympian gods, which we know as Zeus. Poseidon, Hades, as generally what we know as the Greek store, um, like the Greek gods. Kronos was more so a titan. He, he wasn't an Olympian like Zeus was. But Kronos, he knew that as he was getting old, that now his young kids were growing up. They were learning about themselves. They were becoming their own authoritative figures. So... He ate his kids too out of fear. He wanted to stay in power. He wanted to keep his golden age, so he ate them up. Same way that his dad ate him. I don't know, man. I think that's how they show love for each other. Yeah, like, do you even love your dad if you won't eat, if you won't try and kill them after they try to eat you? So you can, you, you can guess what happens after. So Zeus who is also the, the god of the Olympians, he came into power by killing his dad, Kronos. He killed his old man, and he came into power. And they led another new age. Another new golden age. So the youth eventually took over from the old and came into power. And from an esoteric and a spiritual perspective, you need to have youth and old age to maintain balance. Because it represents life and death and the finite quality of life. Life is not meant to be eternal. We have death right after life so that we can actually allow for life to come and grow and start anew, right? You have to have this cycle. Otherwise, we don't have a balance in life. And that's where the karmic principle of balance comes in. And this is just a small little portion of karma. But Saturn, from an esoteric and spiritual perspective, 
also represents karma. And Kronos was trying to move away from that. He wanted to have that eternal life. And again, out of fear, he ate his kids. But your actions will always have consequences. And eventually his son came back and killed him and came back into power. You can't run from death. You can't run from the end, really. Eventually, everything must come to an end. And the more you try and run away from it, the more it comes and bites you, comes to bite you back in the ass. And that's essentially what Saturn looks at as well, is that if you are running away from facing your responsibilities, it will come and bite you in the ass. So if you haven't been putting in the time and effort to be a responsible adult, because discipline teaches you to be a responsible adult, then you'll find that your whole, your, your whole life is falling apart because you didn't want to create structure for yourself and become a responsible person. And depending on wherever Saturn is, there's different areas of in, your li- in your life that you have to build that responsibility. You have to become that responsible figure in society, that authoritative figure. Now, I wanted to talk about, well, the Roman origin, origins of Saturn. And I find that the story isn't um, nearly as violent or wild as, say, the, Greeks, the Greek mythological story. But then, then again, if you've ever really read Greek myths, you'll know that they always end up like that. And that's probably where the saying, well, it was like a Greek tragedy comes from. So Saturn in the Roman world was known as a fertility god. And that's because he represented harvest. So everybody that would, every farmer really, that really took in the time and effort to tend to their crops, to plant what they needed to plant, they would reap the benefits after many months of just pure hard work. And so I find that the story the Roman story of Saturn looks at the karmic principle of Saturn a lot better. And I'm actually not going to use my chart as an example for this episode as much. I'm actually going to use my father. And it's perfect because um, my, fa- my father is a very stereotypical Capricorn. And Saturn rules over the sign of Capricorn and traditionally Aquarius. But he... Is he is just that textbook Capricorn completely, so it's perfect. And he embodies and understands the energy of Saturn so well. And coincidentally, he is also an amazing gardener, which is hilarious because, like, by day he's an engineer, his alter ego is like this amazing, amazing gardener. But I, I like, I'm so tempted to say farmer. Because he ha- he'll take this tiny little tiny little land and just throw in a couple of crops here and there. Just not crops. I keep saying crops because he in my head he is a farmer. Let's take all of these like plants, and then all of a sudden he is feeding a village. I kid you not. The stuff from his garden has fed us for two years, 
And that's amazing because we are now in a recession where I live. But also, let's be honest, the entire world is in a recession. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> Just pandemic things. But if, if anybody has actually taken the time to actually garden, they'll know that it takes a lot of patience and a lot of time and effort. Those are the key words for this episode, time and effort. To actually create a garden that will actually give you quite a bit of harvest. And a lot of it is backbreaking work and it's a lot of mundane elbow grease. And my dad will spend hours, hours going through every small little step when it comes to gardening. He'll clear the garden. He'll get rid of all the old roots. He'll break the soil, release nitrogen. He'll flip the soil to allow another layer of nitrogen to come into the soil. And that'll go on for at least two days. And then he'll bring in manure. He personally prefers sheep manure, actually, over cow manure. He's like, he's just, he's got more nutrients, according to my father. But then again, he's been doing this for years, so I trust his judgment. He'll mix the soil in with the manure. And he'll make the soil really, really freaking fertile. And it's so funny because I would always just call him the fertility god. Thinking that maybe he had Taurus in his chart. No, no. It's actually the Capricorn in him. Because coincidentally, Saturn is our fertility god. What? And that's what, I'm, that's what I mean when I say that I'm constantly learning stuff when it comes to astrology. Every day is a new adventure for me. And I love it. And then after that, he'll finally actually plant his crops. <laughs> crops. I keep saying crops. He'll actually he'll put in seeds or he'll actually take little seedlings and put them into the soil. And then after that, he'll continuously like water maybe two, two times a day if it's really hot. Or he'll consistently water the, the entire patch of land that he has. And I make it sound like he's got acres. He's got like, he's got maybe like a quarter of an acre. But then if you notice weeds coming in, he'll spend hours just pulling out the weeds. Because those weeds will take away nutrients that those plants are supposed to be using. And... Within like a couple of, maybe like, a, maybe, f I want to say like three, four weeks. Because he put in all of that effort in the very beginning to make his soil so fertile, to build those foundations. We reap those benefits pretty quickly. So the entire area will quite literally become a jungle. And he's like this tiny little man. So he'll just like disappear into his plants and then come back, like emerge back from the jungle. It's the cutest little thing ever. I am obsessed. He's so adorable. And then all of a sudden we, oh gosh, we see so many different fruits of our, of the plants that he essentially planted into, into the land. And we, it, it was never, like, it's way too much food for us that we end up just giving it away to family, to friends, everybody and anybody. And so that's the whole idea of harvest. 
is that when you put in the time and effort in the very beginning to sow those seeds, you can reap that harvest later on. And you usually reap that harvest months later. It can be earlier if you're lucky, but a lot of the times when it comes to gardening or any form of farming, you reap the benefits in fall. So you put in the time and effort in spring, you, you sow the seeds, and then you reap the benefits and you reap the harvest months later in the fall season. And that's the whole idea of karma. You reap what you sow. So if you put in that dedication, that diligence, and you actually create discipline for yourself to be meticulous, to yes, do the mundane, hard, nitty gritty things that are not so glamorous, then you can reap the benefits way later. And oftentimes, because we're so quick to get quick gratification, the possibility of, oh my gosh, being patient, to persevere, doesn't sound appealing to a lot of people. And I'll be honest, it doesn't sound appealing to me either. But that is the best way that I can describe my father. Is that he has always just been a patient, diligent man. Everybody sees how successful and abundant he is now, but he was never like that. All of the things that he sowed when he was, well, my age or even younger, he's reaping those benefits now, unfortunately. (laughs) But he doesn't care about that. And he's never let it get in the way that he hasn't been able to get that instant gratification. Because Saturn does not allow for shortcuts. You have to put in, you have to put in the hard work. But the benefits that you get are amazing. He, his garden essentially can feed an entire village. And it has. My mom's family is an entire village. So it works out. Same with my friends. But that's just one aspect of him. But there's so many other things that he's done in life. Where he simply just picked up everything and just moved forward. And he hasn't looked back. He knew that this is what I have to do. And he just got down into it. And so with Saturn... The things that you do in this earthly existence, the things that we consider boring and we don't like to give a second glance to, we can create so much abundance for ourselves that transcends time. And knowing that you have these limitations is what allows you to know that this is what I have to do. And the benefits that you sow, I mean, that you reap, my bad. I always get that mixed up. The benefits that you reap later on, they're quite literally eternal. And now we can tie that back in together with Kronos, the old Greek god, well, not god, Titan, that was trying to run away from growing old because he wanted to maintain eternal life 
it's not a bad thing knowing that we're going to get old, knowing that we're going to die one day. Because you make use of your time on Earth that much more meaningful, and you make use of it. And the things that you do while you're alive and on Earth in this earthly existence, they'll be remembered. And that's where, and that's why we have structure and authority because the structure that we have in our world, they were built by people before us and we reap those benefits now that the people before us did through trial and error. And it allows for us to keep moving forward as weird and like confusing as that sounds. And even I get confused as I say it out loud. But the things that people have done in the past, we still learn about, we still remember it, especially things with history. And even again, the current structures we use were made before people were made by people before us. And clearly they worked out if we still have them. And sometimes they don't, but that's another episode. <laughs> and so again, with the seedling and the harvest, that is a karmic balance. And it represents that finite cycle we have of life, of youth, of death. Well, not death, old age, really, but of life and death, really. They're interchangeable. It's all part of the cycle of life. And in a lot of and in a lot of interpretations of Saturn as well, Saturn represents, well, infinity. Because time is this loop where we're going between life and death. But, again, for simplicity's sake, I always like to think of the story of Kronos and of Saturn, the fertility god, is that whatever we sow in our youth we, re we reap those benefits later on in old age. And usually that comes through wisdom. So by putting in all of that hard work, we make mistakes. And then we learn from those mistakes. And then we try again. And we keep moving forward. Every time we fall, we just get back up. And we try a different method. And it's not so much about the, like what you get at the end. It's more so about the journey and what you learn along that journey of making those mistakes, of getting back up. That provides you that wisdom and that sense of fulfillment, knowing that you did that. And I think that's part of the reason why my dad loves gardening so much. Is that he has the, he has the biggest smile on his face every time he comes back with just more more produce from his garden knowing that because he took the time and effort to basically baby those little seedlings probably sings to them yeah he probably does loser i'm an only child by the way and i'm pretty sure he loves his plants more than me <laughs> no i don't have daddy issues no uh-uh no my dad's lovely honestly is but 
he has the biggest smile on his face because all of that hard work paid off. But he always tells me that he just loves the act of gardening because it he loves being able to slow down. He's such a go, go, go person. But by doing those little mundane things, he gets more in touch with well nature, with himself. And something about slowing down and having those restrictions helps him. Because restrictions are set into our life for a reason. We have to slow down. We can't, we're not allowed shortcuts. Because when you slow down, you can look at details. And it can prevent you from making mistakes. Or even if there are mistakes present, you'll notice them. And you'll be able to change it. And that's why it's important to just simply take a step back and try and figure out what it is you're doing rather than rushing headfirst and being impulsive. And there's beauty and grace in that. Just like there's beauty and grace with all the gardening my dad does. And as much as we make fun of him for it, like it's, it's really a beautiful sight to see. And I'm proud of that little man. Yeah. Because, and it just doesn't even go with gardening. There's just so much that he's done in life. Simply because he took the time and effort. I'm going to keep saying that. He just stayed diligent. And being diligent helped him become meticulous. And he has a plethora of wisdom and knowledge that everybody just comes to him for. Because he's made those mistakes. Because he's walked down those pathways. And that's, that is the harvest of Saturn. That's the wisdom that you gain at the end. Yes, you get old. Yes, you know that your time is limited. But that pushes you to go out there and create something that can withstand the test of time. And that's why when we see structures or ideas or projects that are created with a very Saturn idea and principle through just sheer hard work and dedication, those structures, you know that they've been talked about and will continue being talked about for centuries because the foundations that were created were made to withstand time, right? Like think about some of the, like the wonders of the world, the pyramids, how the flip were the pyramids created and now still standing, we still don't understand it. Yeah, we have ideas, we have theories, we know more about physics and mathematics, but still, it took years to make the foundation and it involves a lot of people putting in a lot of elbow grease to make those foundations for those pyramids. And so, while Saturn isn't known to be a glamorous planet, if you really look at it from that esoteric perspective, your hard work will pay off. And that if you have ideas, get your head out of the clouds, bring it back down to earth and take those ideas and put them into plan and action. And so Saturn teaches us to be realistic. And who wants to be realistic? Really? It's so much more nice being up in the clouds in our heads with these beautiful ideas and fantasies we create for ourselves. 
right? But again, if you're able to take your ideas and your thoughts and bring them down to this earthly plane and actually execute it, holy crap, you are eternal. And it's an amazing sight. And there's really no other way I can say it. Yeah, but you can tell that I love my Capricorns because of that. Because that's what Capricorns do. Yes, you see that they're working hard when the rest of us in our youth are just going out and having fun and getting that instant gratification. They're putting in all that time and effort. And people think it's weird and boring. Yeah, they get, they get, they get told they're boring a lot. It's so sad. And for the most part, my dad was really stressed when I was a kid. He was really focused on trying to make, like, trying to make ends meet. <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> trying to pay bills. Trying to create a life for us where we could be safe and happy. And that's what Capricorns do. They put in all of that hard work and effort when they're young so that they can reap the benefits later as they get older. And they become happier. And they mellow out as they age. And my dad is so, so relaxed half the time these days. And I'm glad he is. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm happy that he got to that point in his life. And he's such a stereotypical little Capricorn. <laughs> he looked really angry and old when he was younger. And now, now he's just getting younger and younger every day. Probably because he's relaxed now. But that's how it is for a lot of Capricorns. But with everything that he's learned along the way, he's still filled with the sense of wisdom that he's passing down to me, that I'll be passing down to other people, maybe my kids. And a lot of the times, because at the end of the day, Saturn is a social planet, you encounter Saturn energy out in the world through people who give you guidelines and who make you follow discipline. So oftentimes it's teachers People in power, authoritative figures. It can be police officers. It can be judges. And coincidentally, judges make sense, right? Because you have to maintain balance. Your actions have consequences. And judges are very, they are particular about that. And that's what they're, they're in society for. To know that your actions have consequences. And to remind you of that. So that you will tread carefully. That you will not make mistakes that will cost the lives of others around you or, well, the entire society that you exist in. Other authoritative figures are also bosses because bosses give you deadlines and they give you timelines that you have to get projects done by where they also give you, like again, guidelines of how you should practice, of how you should be in the workplace, how professional you should be. Bosses or other higher-ups within, say, a company, an organization, an institution, they have structures set into place that actually teach, well, not teach, that actually focus and figure out how this whole organization and um, institution should run. Because if you don't have, again, any form of structure or discipline, then everything becomes meaningless and you don't have a common goal that you're trying to achieve. 
because you can just do whatever you want. It's anarchy, right? And as much as we hate structure and being boxed in, it can be a good thing. And when we have deadlines and when we have like timelines that we have to fall into, it allows for us to push ourselves, right? It kind of lights a fire under our ass and like forces us to get down and get the crap done. And then we become more, we allow for more brain power to do what it is we need to do. And we become, we become more dedicated and it allows for concentration, right? I hope that made sense because I felt like I kind of went in a circle as I said that, but that's the whole point is that you actually have to get what you need done. And the best way to do that is to have a form of limitation, right? Because if you say that you have like six months to do a project versus if you have like one month to do a project, you're going to be a lot more focused when you know that you have one month. And that's because, well, you don't have that much time. And so wherever Saturn is in your chart is where you have to put in that time and effort to really allow for you to be comfortable in understanding that area of your life. And depending on where, which house your Saturn is placed in, it can feel like you have a lot of restriction when it comes to that area of your life where you just can't seem to get a break. You're not allowed to have shortcuts versus other people in your life seem to get all those shortcuts, right? Like some people, they can just take all the risks that they want when it comes to their career, but you're not allowed to because you have your Saturn in the 10th house. And that's because you have to let yourself slow down and create something of substance and of value. And that can only be done when you put in all of that hard work and you take the time to do all the nitty gritty things, the not so glamorous aspects, to building a career that reaps so many benefits and maybe it can involve you having a lot of wealth later on. Or maybe you're finally creating something that gets to help the people that it was meant to. But you had to have a lot of obstacles and roadblocks before that. And that's what Saturn is oftentimes in your chart. It's a lot of obstacles and roadblocks that prevents you from actually moving forward. And that's when we get into the negative side of Saturn. That having these limitations can create fears. And while fear is good because it makes, you, it makes you more cautious, it makes you more realistic and allows you to anticipate certain things that may happen, whether that be negative or positive, fear can be debilitating. And that's when, like, that's the lesson of Saturn is how do you get out of that fear mindset? How do you stop those fears from limiting you? Because limits are great, but they can also stop you from living your best life, right? And that's not what we want to do at the end of the day. We want to reach our full potential. But if we let, ourself, if we let our fears guide us 
and rule over us, then, well, nothing really actually gets done. And so with Saturn, the area of your life that Saturn is placed in, it can show where you have a lot of, well, fears. Fears of never being good enough. Because Saturn, at the end of the day, is a perfectionist. Because they want to create something of substance and value. Again, that transcends time. But when we fall into those perfectionist habits, we'll never be able to get anything done because perfection is impossible. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. You can only try, and if it doesn't work out, you try a different method. And while it's easier said than done, you have to be able to get back up. And that's why when individuals tap into the lessons of their Saturn, they become unstoppable. Because that's what perseverance is about. It's not about how quickly you can get to the destination. It's about how many times you get back up every time you fall. And if you keep doing it every time you fall, you get back up, nobody can stop you because you're just going to get right back up. And that's what it's all about. That's what that journey is all about. You learn so many things along the way. And then you end up getting this sense of wisdom about that area of your life. Because you had to face those obstacles. You had to face those hurdles. Because Saturn wants you to slow down. You try and push forward even faster. Well, that's when you're going to feel like everything is falling apart. Because you're meant to figure out the small little details. See if your plans are realistic. And if they're not, you reevaluate. And so Saturn is very based in realism. And while it can be a good thing, it can stop you from actually going out and achieving the goal that you had in mind in the first place. And that's the reason why I didn't really want to talk about my Saturn placement, because I am still trying to figure out my Saturn placement. It's not easy. My Saturn is in my fifth house. And the fifth house is about creativity, of expression, of spontaneity, and just living out in the moment and in the spotlight. And that is something that I have struggled with for years. I was such an awkward little kid. And like, I still don't believe in my creative, my creative abilities and my creativity. It took me so long to get to this point of even starting this podcast. I had so many goddamn doubts because I was like, well, it's not realistic. Who the hell wants to listen to podcasts about astrology? How the hell am I supposed to set up a freaking podcast when I have no equipment? I have no studio space. And not to mention that I don't have time. And yes, I was being realistic, and that's great. But as you see my train of thought, or as you can hear my train of thought, not see, you can hear me talking myself out of any, cre- any sort of like creative outlooks or pursuits because I'm letting my fears rule over me. Yes, I'm being realistic, sure. But it's, it's stopping me. It's creating more restriction than necessary. And so once I 
got out of that like mindset that I was just limiting myself, I created, I created structure for myself to calm and ease those nerves that I have when it comes to this podcast where we'll do a podcast a week, for example. And then these days within the week, I will allocate to doing some research, reading these resources, making these notes. I will record during this time of the day where there's less noise. And it was a lot of trial, trial and error at first. And there were times where I was like, I'm going to give up. And I hadn't even started. I was like, there's too much white noise. And I can't. There's a lot of gibberish. And yes, I've released so many episodes thus far, but I'm still so freaking nervous every time I'm recording. And even now I pause and then I'll go back and I'll restart. And it's torturous sometimes for me. And I've always been a creative individual, but I've always second guessed myself thinking that I was never good enough because I wanted everything to be perfect. But... There's a lot of artists out there who took the time and practiced. And the only way they became such amazing artists is not because of their natural ability. It's because they practice really, really hard to fine-tune their craft. And I'm over here like, I'm, if I'm not good at it right away, I'm not going to do it. When in reality, like, that's not possible. <laughs> yes, I can have the talent. But that talent is useless. If it's not actually put into action, and that can only happen through hard work. And yeah, I have had restrictions on my self-expression of my creative pursuits, and I'm, it's, it's still a work in progress. Maybe 30 years down the line, I'll have better advice. But right now, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's, that's exactly how my brain sounds sometimes. I don't know. And it's also really funny because my father was also the individual in my life who provided a lot of restriction for me. And he was never meant to be in a debilitating or harmful way. He was always big on being realistic. And so he would see my potential. He saw, he would, he saw my potential. And he would always push me to do more. And I hated it. I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay being comfortable. And that's the thing about Saturn that a lot of people don't realize is that, yes, while you do have restrictions, those restrictions also help you realize what your potential is. You want, you want to challenge those boundaries. And you have to figure out what those boundaries are for yourself. Right? So if you just stay in your comfort zone, you're not, you're not trying to step outside of those boundaries. And so you have to know what your potential is. And for me, with my father, that's really played a role for me when it came to my career. And he knew I was a curious child and he knew I loved learning. But he also noticed that the system that I was in, with schooling, that they kind of just told students that they were gifted and that they didn't have to try. And that was it. And so they would just give us great marks and we felt great about ourselves. Now, my dad did not grow up that, that way. Mm -mm -mm. No, no, no. No, sir. He, the only reason he got into the best university in his country while growing up in the middle of nowhere 
is by putting in all of that hard work and effort into learning the things that he liked. So my dad was like, well, I don't give a shit about your natural gifted talents. I mean, he didn't say that way. He was a lot nicer. I promise. But he was like, I don't care. That is what he said. But also he didn't give a shit. <laughs> he wanted me to still take the time to do all of the math problems. Find out structure when it came to like writing essays. No. I can't go through life with just talent and with just talent. I have to do the boring things to get to where I need to go. And the only way I can aim for bigger things and reach to higher areas of life is if I actually take the time and effort to do what needs to be done. And that's why I keep saying, like, do what needs to be done, because it looks different for everybody. For some people, yes, it's doing a lot of math problems. For a lot of people, it's by actually practicing your art. For some people, it's going to classes, right? And so because of that, I'm in my career where I'm constantly pushing for more. I want more. I'm never going to be satisfied. I want to push my limits. I want to push my boundaries because that's the only way that I can create something later on for later on in my life that the people that come after me can use. And oddly enough, because I'm in healthcare, hopefully I mentioned that in previous podcasts, but I do work in healthcare. And if you do know anything about healthcare, it is falling apart. And that's because all of the structures and, bound, and the structures that were put into place aren't effective anymore. And so now things have to change. And I want to cre be able to create that change. And that can only happen if I push myself. And to create, well, a form of wisdom, a form of harvest that the later generations can maybe use. And if not, well, whatever. I did what I had to do. And it brought me joy. And so... Again, I can't give you the best advice when it comes to Saturn because I'm still trying to understand that asshole little planet. Yeah, that's right. I called you an asshole, Saturn. But Saturn is a great, great teacher that I don't think we can ever really discredit. <laughs> and so the reason why Saturn, your Saturn comes back into your chart like when you're 29, 30. And you'll notice that a lot of people actually say that in their when they hit 29 or when they were crossing over into their 30s, it was a weird time for them. And that's because Saturn is coming back to remind you that if you haven't actually done any of the hard work, you're not going to be able to reap any of the benefits. And your actions have consequences. And you have to maintain a balance. So if you haven't put in the hard work, your life is going to part fall apart. If you have been ignoring the lessons of your Saturn placement, that area of your life will fall apart completely. So say Saturn in, in the 10th. If you've kind of just been trying to be impulsive about your career and not creating something of substance, that's when everything in your career will fall apart. You'll lose your job, for example. That's like the most dramatic depiction that I can think of. Or you'll be kicked out. 
or you'll make a huge mistake that will cost the company. Oh, wow, I'm getting really dramatic. That will cost the institution or organization and force you to leave. And it's funny because in our 20s, traditionally in a lot of er in a lot of like societies the 20s are when we're young we're free we're hot-blooded we don't have a care in the world we think we're gonna live forever and it translates into like the way that we live our lives it's very chaotic (laughs) we're partying we don't really eat healthy that doesn't apply to me i'm a very healthy person okay i like to have my three meals a day and at least get six hours of sleep okay i'm not that healthy but i do like to exercise But when you hit your 30s, you realize (laughs) that you can't do any of those things that you once were able to. Going out and drinking gives you a massive hangover. You're reminded that now you're getting old. And you're reminded that now life is limited. And you're reminded of the finite quality of life and time. And so now you have to kind of buckle up your boots and kind of get your ducks in a row. So that's when we start paying attention to our Saturn a little bit more because Saturn knocks on the door and reminds you that now you have to be an adult. And that's why usually people become adults in their 30s. Unless they have, well, other Saturn influences or they were a Capricorn. But even then, Capricorns, they learn by trial and error as well because that's what Saturn is all about. It's what you learn, what you learn along the journey. So if you haven't been trying to be a responsible adult, Saturn's got news for you. Now's the time. And also, when Saturn comes back into your chart the second time, it's around when you're 58 to 60, and that's when a lot of people are retiring. So that's when your role in society also changes. Now you're not necessarily actively working and giving back the same way that you were when you were Well, 30, 40, 50. And now, how do you give back to the world? How do you find meaning in your life at that age? And that's why it's kind of of a midlife crisis for a lot of people after retirement. And so that's when your roles change again. And that's the whole idea of, well, Saturn and of old age. And that's why Saturn traditionally ruled over well, I mean, the most, like, tr- like traditional symbol of, um, of Saturn and Kronos was that of an old man. Because it's only when you're old do you realize how wise you are. And when you go through these certain stages in your life, you have to sit down with yourself and actually question. You have to, yeah, you have to question. What role do you play? What are you doing? What are you, how are you going to get back? And so... It's kind of confusing. I do agree. But Saturn teaches you how to be responsible. And sometimes the only way you can do that is by sitting down and doing all of the ugly, boring, unglamorous things that you have to do when you're an adult. Now you have to eat vegetables. Now you have to get eight hours of sleep. Now you have to look into like getting multivitamins. Because your body is breaking down. And you realize you're not going to live forever. And that maybe you've been in debt for a little bit with the lifestyle you've been living. 
Now you got to learn into learn to get into savings. And that's okay. But whenever you want to sit down and get your ducks in a row, Saturn's there for you. And again, the benefits that you can get, that you can reap by following through with the lessons of your, of your Saturn placement are immense. And so wherever Saturn is placed in your chart is where you feel the most restriction. But Saturn can also aspect a lot of your personal planets and change up a little bit of the energy of your personal planets. And so whichever planet it touches, you can think of it as slowing things down for, for that personal planet and creating a little bit more limitation in expression of that personal planet. So you feel like you really have to work towards, well, expressing your sun, expressing your moon. But how you do that and where you do that is, again, it's dependent on so many other little nitty-gritty things. But, like I said, Saturn is about learning lessons, and those lessons that you learn withstand the test of time. Now, similar to Jupiter, Saturn, like, it goes into every sign for like two to three years. Um, so, two to three. Yes, I said that right. So, the people that were born, I guess, maybe within, I guess, a year or two, or yeah, a year or two, either like older or younger than you, they may have the same Saturn sign as you. So while your Saturn becomes personalized, depending on where it's placed in uh, like as per house placement, the themes of Saturn will apply to those people that were born in that same generation as you. So they'll still feel that form of restriction in terms of that sign. So if you have Saturn in Aries, you'll feel a lot of restriction when it comes to feeling spontaneous and impulsive and going out there and grabbing onto the things that you want to. Now, if you have Saturn in Taurus, you may struggle when it comes to finding out what it is that makes you feel stable. And learning to become stable is, some, is a work in progress for you. And oftentimes that's what Saturn is. Sometimes you're just going to be a work in progress and there's nothing wrong with that. We want to focus on the journey, not so much the destination. Now, if you have Saturn in Gemini, learning to communicate and learn and share your ideas to the world is something that you may struggle with. And that's something that you have to sit down and learn how to do. And sometimes that really involves, when it comes to Saturn and the lessons of Saturn, sometimes you have to actually start as if you're a child in school and you have to learn the basics. In order for you to be able to do calculus, you have to learn how to add. Yeah, addition. The very, very basics. And then you work your way up towards learning how to do calculus. And again, it's not glamorous. But 
To be able to do calculus, very few people can do that. But because you stay diligent and you didn't stray even though you wanted to and you you had those obstacles, you had those hurdles and those setbacks oftentimes, you can now do calculus. Yeah. Now, if you have Saturn and Cancer, learning to be in touch with your emotional side is something that you actually have to learn and how to be able to express those emotions and to be able to create an emotional safe space for yourself. Now, Saturn in... Oh, Saturn in Leo. Self-expression. Creativity. And putting yourself out there as well. Similar to Saturn in Aries. And how to step out into the spotlight. Those are things that... Those are lessons that you have to learn. And the people that were born in that same generations, they also have to learn how to do that too. If you have Saturn and Virgo... Learning to be of service to others and how to be efficient, an efficient individual who can help others, but while also taking care of yourself. Saturn in Libra. Learning to be balanced and harmonious is again a lesson. And how you go about finding balance and harmony is dependent on where your Saturn is placed and which areas of your life you find that balance and harmony. Saturn in Scorpio is about getting deeper into the sides that you're afraid to show the world, the parts that society has deemed ugly, not worth expression. They have to be expressed. They have to be integrated into your, into your personality in order for you to become a more functioning individual. And that itself is a hurdle that you have to overcome. It's a mountain you have to climb over. And that's another key word for like Saturn is the mountains that you have to get over to get to the top. But again, what you learn along the way, you can use later on anywhere else. Saturn in Sagittarius is about learning to be that expansive, curious soul that simply wants to learn and experience the world around you. And you have to put yourself out there and let yourself take that leap of faith and risk. Saturn in Capricorn is about becoming a very responsible soul, responsible adult. And you actually have to do the not-so-glamorous things in order to create that structure for yourself, that structure in your life, wherever, whatever, wherever that may be, depending on your Saturn placement. Now, if you have Saturn in Aquarius, learning to be rebellious, to be unconventional, to be fearless in being you, simply you. That doesn't conform to anybody else's expectations. Learning to step away from that fear is important. So that you can be, well, the best version of you. And that only comes with knowing that there is an unconventional side within you that exists. And Saturn in Pisces is about embracing your empathetic and spiritual nature. 
that doesn't make sense to a lot of people that unfortunately can't be boxed and can't be defined by rigid guidelines or structure. And maybe you're not meant to follow those guidelines and that structure. And kind of being free-flowing is what gives you a sense of stability. And so, yes, while Saturn can be very boring because it, it teaches you to focus on the present moment and grounds you, it leads you to your purpose. And it reminds you that if you are straying away from your purpose, well, your actions have consequences. And so it's a lot more spiritual than people give it credit for. Oh, poor Saturn. And I, again, the best way to really look at it is, is with my father, too. He's a very, very spiritual man. The way that he goes about with gardening, because it soothes his soul, is what he says. He enjoys the hard work. Gives him a sense of fulfillment, and it gives him a sense of purpose. Even if it's something very small, like, I'm going to flip the soil today. Keeps him on track. And that's what a lot of Capricorns feel. They need to feel on track. And those little goals are what give them a sense of purpose. And if you aren't doing... If you aren't doing things that don't come from a place of purity, Saturn comes in to create that balance, to create that karmic balance. So... Say with Saturn in your 10th, you want a career where you're only making money and you're doing that by hurting other people. I got news for you again. Saturn going to come and take that money away from you. My dad's always said that too. That, yeah, he's had to struggle a lot more than most people in his life, especially with his career and just finances because he wasn't ever allowed to have shortcuts. He knew very early on that if he tried to hurt people, to gain power, to gain money and abundance, it would all be taken away from him. So he never followed that path. Even if it was, even if it was very heart-wrenching sometimes for him to not be able to provide for us in a way that he wanted us to. And oftentimes he weren't always comfortable. But there's nothing wrong with that. Because he still stayed an honest man. And that's what Saturn wants you to do. Reach your, reach your potential. Follow through with your ambitions. But make sure that it comes from a place of pure intentions. Just a couple few things. Saturn traditionally has represented your relationship with your father. But I want to move away from that traditional description and actually look at whoever plays more of a restrictive role in your life. And who provided a lot of discipline and guidance to you. Because in the story with Kronos, he actually went ahead and killed his dad because his mom told him to. So she was the authoritative figure in his life. The mom, rather than, well, the father figure like it is for a lot of people. And yeah, the patriarchy can be, is what it is, very restrictive. But we can move away. And whoever really restricted and limited you is what Saturn really represents. And because at the end of the day, Saturn wants you to become the adult. You have to become the authoritative figure in your own life. 
And some of us have good guidance and some of us don't. But the choice is yours, how you want to go about doing that and how you can overcome those fears and limitations. And the planets all represent different stages of your life as well. And Saturn, you got it. It represents old age, as if somebody was actually telling me the answer. But we talked a lot about old age, and that's what Saturn represents. That's all I have. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>